Welcome to Breakthrough Barriers with Damali. I'm your host, Damali Peterman. On this podcast, we invite you to share a conflict that you need help navigating, and I, along with a guest co-host, will share what we would do in that situation to help you reach your breakthrough. Welcome to the show. On today's episode, I am overjoyed to have Dr. Rosemarie Ingleton. You must know who she is. Rose, thank you for being here. This is wonderful. Thank you for having me, Damali. Oh, I'm so excited. You know, Rose, I, I, I'm going to let you tell them about you, but I have to tell them about you first because okay. you are just so incredible. You're a wonderful person, friend, sister, and you just happen to be, you know, kind of dermatologist to the stars. I'm just going to put it out there. <laughs> okay. You, I'm, I'm your friend. You're just biased. I'm definitely biased, <laughs> but I also have seen you on the doctor show. Good okay. morning, America. Yeah. Maybe got a sneak preview of an upcoming article in O oh, the uh, Oprah magazine. Yeah, okay. You know, that doesn't happen right, you to everyone. Me. You got me. <laughs> I mean, I'm biased, but I have evidence. I have receipts, Rose. Oh, I have receipts. Damn, I can't say <laughs> Okay. I feel the love. Oh, so much love for you, Rose. You are just an inspiration and just a wonderful, amazing person. Like that Thank smile, you. the warmth. I mean, I don't know how people are just like following you all over the streets here in New oh, York City. Oh, that was City. funny just now. I told you that story. Yes, that's wild. Walking but- over here with my sunglasses on, thinking I'm just in- incognito. <laughs> hey, Rose! And you're like, who's that? <laughs> how they Random know? people running over. Well, Rose, when you have such a wonderful presence, how can people not be drawn to you like a magnet? I love it. It's just the truth. So, Rose, tell us more about you. So, you know, first and foremost, I'm a mom. I'm Elaine's daughter. I like to tell everybody that my mom is 93 years old and such a rock star. She's like does everything. So I like to say I'm her daughter. Uh, But along the way, I became a dermatologist. And, you know, it, it started off, you know, with me being an internal medicine physician who became then secondarily trained to become a dermatologist. And I've built what has become quite a practice over the last 20 years, right in lower Manhattan. Wow. I love that it's like super varied, the kind of people I see, the kinds of diseases, the age groups, the races, people from everywhere in the world come. And it's so exciting to go to work. Oh, and they love, love you, Rose. I mean, I've been fortunate to, to, to visit your practice. And I mean, what a fan club. <laughs> it's so fun to work there. You make skin fun. Let yes. me tell you. That, you know that's what? our new motto. You, you I make, make skin you fun. You make skin fun. I like it. <laughs> I like it. I, I make sure that people feel very, very comfortable. You do. Everything yeah. from start to finish is just so welcoming. And you know, I have to tell people how I met you. Okay. It was so random. We met at, an, uh, at a birthday party for a child, and this is before <laughs> I had children. And someone said, you have to meet Rose. You play tennis. Rose plays tennis too. Yeah, right. Right? We, Remember we, that? We, we play tennis at about the same <laughs> level, right? Yeah. Both learning, super interested. And we've been doing that for about a decade, yes. right? Over a decade. Yes. It's so sad. And uh, along the way, I realized that we are the same person. We are the same In person. In so many ways. It's insane. So crazy. Uh, I look at you and I'm just like, I'm so honored, first of all, to be you, but also just like, thank God for having all these different people out here who we can emulate and aspire to be and having our circle of trust and friends. I love it. Thank you for taking care of me all this time. Rose, it's likewise. This is a love fest. I mean, we can keep this love fest (laughs) going. People are going to be like, shut up. (laughs) 
But the cool thing is like, I love the podcast format because it's like we're having a conversation and then all those awesome listeners are just kind of eavesdropping on this mm. conversation. Mm. But they're welcome. To I know, too, right? They're privy to some they're private privy. stuff. Yeah. And I mean, we have Dr. Rosemary Angleton in the studio. What? I mean, like, I wish you could see my breakdance right now. Breakdance, breakdance. And I don't breakdance often. I mean, it has to be a special event to breakdance. Right, and you've seen me breakdance in yeah. a few different countries. Yes, ma'am. Just putting I have. it out there. Yes, ma'am, I have. <laughs> <laughs> so for Rose, for people who don't know what we do, I want to tell them about the format of the show. Mm-hmm. And so basically, we have this hotline where callers can call in and ask a question. And we don't mm-hmm. limit what the question can be about. It can be about a situation that they're pondering. Mm-hmm. It could be about a conflict that they're having. Uh, the point of it is just to have some insight from people who aren't in the situation. I mean, think about it. Having a third-party neutral couple of people, you and I, right. to just kind of say, oh, if we were in the situation, we would do X, Y, and Z. Okay. And so it's kind of cool. So for those of you who are listening in, what will happen in a few moments is we're going to play uh, a call or two that we've received in our hotline. Rose has not heard the call before. We're going to play it for the first time. We'll listen to it, and then we'll just kind of give our thoughts on it. Oh, very good. Yeah. I think I can do this. I know you can do it. It's so open and just like I really don't know. Yeah, I love a lot it. About what we're doing today, <laughs> but I am so open and you're my friend. I trust you. So this, love, how, how bad could it be? It, you know, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> Opposite of bad. It's going to be excellent. Awesome. It's going to be awesome. Okay. Well, the cool thing about it is I, what I found doing these podcasts is that, you know, I tested it out before we kind of went into this format and it's always better. A person's first reaction to it is always better. Okay. Right. And I so agree. that's what I want. I want if someone called you up on the phone and said, Rose, this is what's going on. What would you, what do you okay. think? It's yeah, kind of like that. Like how that I do. does happen. Exactly. It happens all the time. And so that's kind of how the idea was born. And so without further ado, let's play our first message. You have you one, have one message. One message. <laughs> Hey, Somali. My name is Noreen, and I'm calling in because lately I've been dealing with a lot of acne problems. Um, my face has a lot of acne scars and a lot of acne, um, which makes me really uncomfortable. So I was wondering if you happen to know, first of all, any tips to keep acne under control, just any quick tips um, that I could use. And also, I was wondering if you had any tips um for regaining confidence because this is something that has made me kind of insecure. Um, and I was just wondering if you knew any ways where I would, I could um, not let the acne affect the way I present myself to people. Thank you. Ooh. This is right up my alley. Well, fortunately, she yeah. added some things that weren't acne related <laughs> that I can kind of opine on because this is going to be all you, Rose. <laughs> and so I heard three questions. One was about the acne and how to maybe keep it under control. Right. The second one was, was about regaining confidence that she lost due to the acne. And then the third question was, you know, how can I not let this this acne affect the way that I present myself to people? Wow. This is like what I do all day long. Wow. If I were to choose the most common condition that I'm asked to help with, it's acne. Really? And the result of, you know, the sequelae, as we say, the things that come as a result of having had acne. Mm. So scarring, discoloration, and just loss of confidence. Yeah. All the things that she hit on. Oh, wow. This is amazing. And this we is, this was not planned. So this is fantastic. Really? This is like, <laughs> I felt like she came to my office. Like oh. she knew Dr. Ingleton was going to be here. Dr. Ingleton's in the building, folks. And can I just tell you, when, when I walk into the room and I have a patient who has acne, the worse the case looks, the more excited I get. You're in the right field because I would <laughs> I run said, out of that room. No, I'm like, oh my God, I can so see the end point, oh, see how I can fix them. You are so, good. In answer to her question, um, 
I'm not, I don't have any information about whether she's tried anything at home. Mm -hmm. Typically before people come in to see me, they would have tried either some TV products, you know, or they would have tried the things that are in the drugstore. Mm -hmm. And the, 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 the types of products that you get in those arenas are very limited. It's the same in, uh, ingredients over and over, just repackaged. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you come to the dermatologist, you know, when you come to me anyway, I'm very nosy. <laughs> I ask a whole lot of questions. So my patients are really shocked. They're a little taken <laughs> aback that I'm asking them to tell me everything they do at home. What do you use? I want to na- know the names of the products. Uh, do you wash your face at night before you go to bed? Do you wear makeup? Which one do you wear? Do you take birth control tablets? Are you, you know, on hormone therapy for something? Hmm. I ask a whole lot you of questions. You want to know everything, Rose. I want, yeah, because then I get a sense of who I'm really dealing with. Okay. Um, not everybody's situation is the same and how they came to have acne is not the same. Mm-hmm. Many people, it's their makeup choices, you know, the foundation's full of oil. Oh, yeah. Especially if you have skin of color, a lot of the products... Once they say skin of color, it automatically in the, the companies that make these products, they think we want heavy, hmm. you know, oily products. Not the case. That's just going to lend to acne. Um, I also ask about hair hair care because now with the, the natural hair movement, a lot of products have coconut oil, olive oil, any kind of oil. Mm-hmm. Those are the worst things for the face. So oh, I, wow. I want to, you know, I ask a lot of questions, but just generically speaking for her, I would say some of the tips that I would recommend for you are to make sure that you are at least cleansing your face because as basic as that sounds, some people just don't wash their faces. They either just do water or they don't wash their faces at all. They sleep in their makeup. These are big no-nos. If you are using products on your hair, you want to be careful to avoid products that even though they make your hair look nice and shiny and curly, or straight, whatever way you wear your hair, that they're not heavy oils. Uh, there's a word in um, in our dermatology world that's called comedogenic, mm. where it means it clogs pores. So okay. when you buy products, whether it's for your hair or your face, look on the package and make sure it's non-comedogenic. Non-comedogenic. Ooh, thank it means you. that it doesn't block up the pores and, and cause more acne to, to form. So, you know, check your hair products. And, and similarly with your makeup products, your foundation, your powder, don't buy products that are for stage. You're not, unless you're a stage star, you know, but just the regular person going back and forth to work or school every day, you do not need pancake makeup because, in, you know, inherently those products have heavy ingredients that are going to create more acne. Mm. So a little bit of that kind of background work. Um Without a dermatologist, you're kind of stuck trying things, you know, from the drugstore, which are usually benzoyl peroxide and salicylic acid. These are very common ingredients that are available over the counter. If you're not getting anywhere with those and it's been like three months, you may want to just see a dermatologist to get that addressed because we have access to a myriad of products and ingredients that you don't have over the counter. You'll need prescriptions for. And of course, once you clear the acne up, you know, a lot of times... The discoloration or the scarring is really what people are bummed out about because that's what the world sees, right? You, you see the face first. Yeah. Um, in my practice, I do a lot of work with, you know, chemical peels and first educating people about what chemical peels are and not to be scared of them. You know, make sure you have a professional doing it, a dermatologist, preferably not, not me, not, not me. just a spa. No, <laughs> don't go to Damali's house. No, I don't do that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, get a professional to do it because they really can change your life. If they're done properly, there are lasers that are available that are fair, you know, fine for all skin colors. 
There are um, there's microneedling. There are like all these procedures, wow. microdermabrasion. So these there are things. There's technology out there that can help you to correct any of the discoloration or scars that will ultimately affect your confidence even after the acne has been cleared up. So definitely explore that with your dermatologist. And then um, what was the last question? It was about presenting. About not letting the acne affect the way she presents herself to people. Okay. Um, well, you know, I, I'm sure that emotionally you're you're affected by it when, when the acne is present. So the way to prevent this from getting in the way is to really just address it, but address it with a, a professional, a dermatologist, preferably somebody who's board certified so they can get you clear. There's so many options. It's like, so, you know, there's hard, there's never, I can probably say there's never been someone that I've seen with acne that I've not been able to help. Wow. That's amazing, Rose. Yeah. Even if it means going to the end point for me, that, that last straw is isotretinoin or Accutane that you've probably heard about. What's that? It is an oral medication. Um, it's, I consider it my last resort. Okay. It is vitamin A based. Um, but because it is vitamin A based, you know, there are risks to women who might get pregnant. Okay. So if you're on it, the biggest rule is do not consider even thinking about getting pregnant while you're on it. I see. Because it will absolutely affect a baby. I see. So there, it's like a pact. You, the doctor and the, the patient go, you know, you have to sign a consent form. Oh, wow. Talk about the risks and, and all the benefits. Well, the benefits, of course, but the risks. Um, that is the most worrisome potential side effect but otherwise it just causes a lot of dryness like your lips will be dry your skin mm -hmm. will be dry but i tell my patients don't worry i got you <laughs> you know i've got you know all kinds of products i can recommend for that um you have to have a normal liver because mm -hmm. it clears out of your body through your liver so we'll do blood testing to check um but it's miraculous it really is i mean th for people who have the most deforming horrible cases of acne, though that's a drug that can change their lives. Okay. But I leave it as my last resort. It's not the first thing I'm going to discuss with you when you come in and you have 10 pimples, you know? Yeah. I'm going to try some of the, the other things. And we have a lot of things that we try before we get to that point. But I'm, I, I can't think of anybody I've never been able to help wow, if, if they allow me. Of course, of course. Know? And they have to listen to all the things that you said, right? Yeah. And so you have to change perhaps some habits that you may have. You may mm -hmm. have to change some of your products, some of your products for your face, for your hair. Yeah. You may have to start reading labels to make sure it's non comedogenic. Thank you. Not. I'm going to be a like a you know an honorary dermatologist <laughs> after this. Non comedogenic. I'm going to walk around to say is that is that non comedogenic? Oh, right. Do you know what that means? I tell my patients to ask that when they go to the makeup counters, you Ooh. know, Bloomingdale's or Macy's or wherever. Yeah. I don't know if the the the, the workers there are going to know the word, well, but they know should. Afterwards, they'll <laughs> they know <laughs> afterwards. Now I know. Now I will ask that question. Right. Or flip the bottle around and look and at the look back. For it. Now I'm going to start checking because right. I you know it's the more you know, right? The, the more, more you know. You know. Well, what I like about what you said, Rose, and there were so many gems and jewels, and I hope that everyone's writing these down because, you know, you provided such wonderful insight and information that I think regardless of what your stage is with, you know, acne, there's some something you can take away from it. So thank you so much You're for that. You're so welcome. It's so amazing. It's but, an area of special interest to well, me. Well, this is good. And yeah. I love the fact <laughs> that you stand behind it. You said, look, that there are many ways that we can get this done. And yeah. that I know from like, you know, the basic to my last resort. Yeah. And so I love that. And then all the cosmetic enhancements that can be done to deal with the sequelae, you know, whatever comes after you've cleared the acne, because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that my patients are a trip. 
they they were like, yeah, okay, I know, I know. Okay, okay, okay. We got the pimples controlled. I'm not breaking out anymore, but I'm still not happy. And then, oh. we, you know, we talk about that part. So they're like phases, right? Yes, yes. So what I love about it too is that you're focusing on ways to help her to address the problem. Exactly. And then after you have that under control, what's next is that confidence factor. Right. And that's where I think I can kind of add to what you said because I think part of confidence is confidence is a feeling. Right. right. And yeah, there are things that can make you feel more confident or less confident, mm-hmm. but it's something that I think you can control. Right. Exactly. It's not like someone gives you confidence. Right? right. Or no one should be able to give you confidence. Right. And so part of what it is, is if there's something that's making you feel less confident, then once you have that under control, focus on things that make you feel confident. Is it, you know, something that you're wearing? Is it a way that you style your hair? Is it listening to a song that you love that gets you kind of in the mood and kind of gets you hype, right? When I was in law school, I used to play this song on repeat over and over again. It was Who's That Girl by Eve. That song would get me hype for taking an exam. Can, can we have a little? Who's that girl? Na, 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 na. <laughs> Eve's that girl. And I would always put in my name, like, oh Damali's that girl. I love it. Yeah. Well, you know, it would get me excited and it would make me feel confident to walk into an exam. Now, of course, before then, I'd studied for the exam. Right. I was prepared. I, of course, went to classes. But it was something about that song that really like put me in the right mindset. And so my challenge to you is, Lorraine, is to think about other ways to enhance your confidence. What else can you do that's within your control? Mm-hmm. So as you're resolving the problem, as as Rose, Dr. Angleton has provided some potential options for you, and it sounds like at the end of the day, you should partner with a dermatologist, right? It so, like of, it, you right? know, yeah. of course, she doesn't know you. She hasn't seen your face. She doesn't know what your situation is to, to clearly diagnose you over mm-hmm. a podcast. But the point is that when you partner with someone like Rose, mm-hmm. um, then you really have a partner in this together who's going to help you and try to figure out how to stop whatever's triggering the 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 acne and then for everything that's you know the sequel you said mm-hmm. oh i'm gonna be so good when what? i come out of here with Big all words. this vocabulary Big I'm legal words so good um <laughs> but what's amazing is that then you start thinking about things that you can control wow. things that you can do to make you feel more confident and then to me like if if you find that acne is affecting the way that you present to people I would ask you, well, and if you think that's coming across in a negative way, I would ask you, what can you do to come across in a positive way? Uh, what other things do you have control over? So is it, you know, the way that you engage people? If you think that they're focusing on your acne, I assure you they probably aren't. But once we have, once we're in our heads and we're thinking something, it's hard to shake that. And so maybe redirect their attention to something else. Right. Maybe, you know, have more conversations uh, about something you have in common so that you're focusing on a topic or subject Mm -hmm. and not like on each other. I know that may sound strange, but there are a lot of ways to redirect or distract when having a conversation. Trust me, I do it all the time. (laughs) (laughs) I do it all the time. People ask me a question and I I do exactly what you did. I may laugh and giggle and I didn't instead of answering the question, I ask them a question and people love to talk. People love to talk. And so once they kind of get in their minds, they're like, looking at you but you kind of see their eyes go up and they're like thinking of something and they may be, they may not be focusing on the acne and by the way some people have pretty poor eyesight right so what you may think is like presenting as being like in their face like you're talking to me if i don't have my contact lenses in i only see colors right <laughs> i only see colors so maybe it's not you know as you know we are our own worst critics 
And sometimes we like think like the absolute worst about something and it's probably not that bad, but we're just like, oh, I feel like it's so awful and it's so, you know, egregious. And maybe mm-hmm. it's just like not. Maybe to you was like a hundred and to everyone else in the world, it's like a two. And, you know, I, I take quite a lot of pleasure in, in, in when I have a nervous, worried person, mm-hmm. especially someone with acne. I give them comparisons, Ooh. you know, a, amongst the patients that I've seen because I see a lot of patients and I put them, you know, somewhere on the spectrum. So they realize you are not the worst case. Oh, that's good. And the worst case that I've seen, I was able to fix. Wow. So you are not a challenge. If you're just willing to work with me, you know, give me a better understanding of who you are and what you're using and all of that. There's so much available. And if you're committed, right, because yeah. we can give you all the medicines we want. Mm-hmm. You go home and just like throw them out, out, <laughs> out the window and just lay back and eat cheese pops. Right. But um, if you do it and you develop a relationship with a doctor that you like, you know, I, I can't imagine that there isn't something that will help. I like that. I like yeah. also that level setting rose, like seeing where they fall in the spectrum yeah. and then helping them to see that it could be worse. Oh, so much worse. Oh, I like that a lot. And so hopefully, Lorraine, that's really helpful. I think yeah. we've provided a lot of information. You have information on how to uh, partner with a dermatologist, someone that you like, build a relationship so you can have like this one-on-one conversation and develop, you know, the right treatment plan for you. Um, also to think about ways to, in the meantime, uh, project confidence or find a source of confidence from something else, right? So find that song, find that mindfulness practice, find that friend, find that, that amazing dress that you look fantastic in or, or pants or, or sneakers, uh, whatever it is, just, just maybe just for, for a little bit, just kind of focus on other things because I'm sure you got it going on. Right? She probably does. I'm you know. sure she's, she she's does. She's not focusing on any of that. I know. She's focusing she's, on like the acne and I'm sure there's like uh, other things. I'm sure your hair may be amazing. I was going to say her hair is probably amazing. Her hair is probably <laughs> stunning, flowing or short or just uh, like perfect, right? That's what people see. You know, they look at not just the, the, the skin, but they're looking at everything, the whole package. They're looking at the whole package. Yeah. So just don't worry about it. And in the meantime, you can call anytime. We want to follow up with you. We want to know how you're doing. want to know if some of these tips were useful. Um, and... The beauty of this is that for other people who may be suffering from acne or may have a situation with acne, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of jewels in what Rose has provided that you can kind of figure out, okay, what's my next step? Find a dermatologist, Mm -hmm. partner with someone. And of course, we'll have all of Rose's, you know, information for her practice if you want to see her this is not a plug for her i'm just saying that you know we have her on the show she's talking to you and we heard she has a pretty good track record with treating acne just putting it out there just putting it out there but pretty much any board certified dermatologist who's interested yeah should be able to help absolutely you so know, any- that you can anyone that you connect with so if, if it's not feasible to see somebody in new york or to see me yeah you know don't feel that it has to be me there's a ton of help out there. A ton of help, a ton yeah. of wonderful men and women that can yeah. help you. And not only that, you also have some control on the products that you use. Yeah. And so you can... Just, you know, follow the tips. Follow the tips. It's what I tell my patients when they come into the practice. I send them home with homework. Oh, I love that. I do. Oh, I love some homework. <laughs> I'm probably a little annoying, probably. <laughs> but, but they keep coming you know, back. Yeah, they come back and they're like, oh my goodness, you know, people are complimenting me or, oh, I don't wear makeup anymore or, Yeah. That sounds it's, it's amazing. So, for me, by the way, can I just speak about being the doctor in this? Yes, situation? of course. It gives me such a high. Oh, Rose, I love it. I love when people come back, and I, t- you know, I'm big on taking before photographs. Yes, because the first day they come in, and they're telling me how horrible it is, and I, you know, I what I'm looking at 
is the result that they're going to get in my head. I never say this to them, but in my head, I'm seeing beyond what's in front of me. I'm seeing three months down the road. Oh, I love it. But I take photographs because they don't remember. Mm, they never and, remember the before, right? Nope. And three months later or four months later when we're doing a follow-up, they're like, no way, that wasn't me. <laughs> Who's that? Who's that? Who's that? That's not me. Well, I love what you said about the visions. Uh, I think you know this. My name, Damali, means beautiful visions. Huh. And so I feel like I'm always seeing a few months, few years. I'm always seeing down the line. I'm always wow. seeing beautiful visions for everyone. Amazing. Absolutely. Here. So, Rose, I think you are the best, Rose. <laughs> we won't you start are the again. Best. You know, we, should, we can start that love <laughs> fast and keep it going. Um, but what we will do instead is play the next message. You have, you one, have message. one message. Hi, Vimali. This is Regina. Um, well, my conflict is... Well, actually, I have a boyfriend who is a food lover. Well, in other words, junk food lover. Especially because he doesn't really have time to cook at house. He's totally dependent on takeouts. I constantly tell him to eat healthy but he always shuts me off by saying that life is uncertain and just let me enjoy my food, you know. And how how can I convince him to eat better? Because I try so many times, but each time he always chooses not to listen to me. So how can I get into his head and actually say that eat healthy, eat better? Thank you. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's, that probably trying, affects I'm, a lot of people, right? I know. I'm, I'm like trying to pretend that I'm her and just I can actually see her, you know, yeah. trying to constantly have this guy that she's apparently adores. Yeah. And he's probably great in every other way, but she's just watching him basically go down this tunnel, mm. just eating junk. And he has a good point. He's like, life is short. Let me enjoy. Let me enjoy what I enjoy. And it's like, that's like, how do you come? How do you combat that? How do you have a rebuttal to that? Yeah, it's hard. And especially if he doesn't have any medical problems. Like if there's no sign that what he's doing is yeah. causing something bad. Does he have a pot belly? Yeah. You know, does he have really bad skin? Does he have heart disease, high blood pressure, diabetes? You know, something that's showing that. If you continue to eat this way, this is there's not going to be a good outcome. Yeah, it's hard to to get through to someone when they don't have. So maybe one of the things she could do is, you know, maybe look around the family, look and see who, what his parents are like and his siblings. If mm-hmm. if maybe they're showing the signs of what eating poorly can do, because if he eats like this, chances are that he came from that, right? You know, yeah. he he grew up with a family where people ate whatever they wanted. This is what was cooked. Well, you know, he's eating his takeout. But, mm-hmm. um, maybe looking at the examples around and seeing that, you know, your your brother is, you know, only four years older than you or and he's got heart disease or, you know, if there, if there are examples around. Yeah. Or looking at their body type and seeing how, you know, he may look hot and cute right now, but give him an example of, you know, listen, look at your brother. He probably, you know, he looked like you four years ago and then he continue to eat this way and he got these diseases and 
Now he's not as cute. Yeah. Look at that. I made an assumption that he was cute. (laughs) I I have him. He's cute. He's got a flat belly. (laughs) And he's just eating all the stuff. So it's probably hard to to really convince him. (laughs) And then his metabolism slowed down. And now he's not as cute and has all these diseases. Poor brother. (laughs) Poor brothers. Poor him. Yeah. I think if if there are examples around that you can cite, it would be helpful to your cause. But that's funny. It reminds me of like scared straight, right? You're like, oh, I don't want. That to happen, so I'm gonna stop. <laughs> but you know, it's hard. You know, yeah, no, I don't want to go. But you know, what's hard about it too, Rose, is you know, it's hard too when it's someone who you are romantically involved with. And I mean, I don't know if they're romantically involved. But, you know, it's not boyfriend. a you know boyfriend, right? Mm-hmm. And so we're making some assumptions here. But part of it too is like you know, you want what you think is best for this person. Right. You want them to eat healthy because there are certain things that you know comes along with the healthy mm-hmm. diet. You know, like. Maybe you have more sustained energy. Yes. Maybe you live longer, among other things. Mm-hmm. And so part of it is, you know, a little bit of self-interest, right? Because right. you, you, she you, wants she, them to be healthy she, for her. That's right. She right. wants them to be healthy for her. And so, like, I can, I can, I can respect that. Um, I think uh, I wonder if because some of it just could just be to Rose's point about exposure, access, you know, mm-hmm. precedence, right? Right. So I wonder what would happen if you started providing or introducing some other takeout options that may be healthy. Oh, yeah. I don't know where you are. Um, I think most of our callers are calling from New York. Okay. Um, and so, you know, as, if you're in, in a city like New York right. um, or not even, I mean, if you're pretty much anywhere, especially with takeout, there's so many options now. There's so many options for things that you you can get mm-hmm. there's so many places that promote um you know grass-fed locally sourced mm-hmm. organic you know etc yeah. and so maybe it could be something that's just uh, replacing some of the takeout options with things that are equally as delicious, but maybe not with as many, you know, I don't know, trans fats and things right. like that. And if she has the knowledge for her own li- lifestyle yeah. and she's knowing what to buy for herself, yes. she can share a little of that with him. Maybe, you know, order takeout together yeah, and just order things that make more sense. And then when he eats it and he realizes, oh my goodness, it's yummy. Yeah. And it's still takeout. And being authentic, not being like, mm, 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 this eggplant is the no. best. You know, like I have never heard anyone say that about eggplant. You know, So not like being like, you know, kind of like fake about it. But, you know, we're, we're assuming that she knows what healthy eating is too. Yeah. And so like, I agree with you, like kind of doing it together, um, maybe. Or, yeah. yeah, I was going to say or, or preparing, but we don't want to have her take on that responsibility. No. He's just the boyfriend, right? He's yeah. not the husband. Okay. Um, so you have less control over what he eats. But yeah, I think ordering together and you taking control of maybe suggesting where you guys order from and, you know, going down the menu and saying, yeah, I know you love fried chicken, but maybe we could get the grilled chicken yeah. prepared with, you know, some Indian spices. I don't know. That sounds good. Right? That sounds really I'm good. Hungry. I want that. Where can we get that? And that sounds delightful. I, I, you know what's interesting too is this would be so funny. What if, I'm not suggesting you do this color, but what if like she was like looking at TV or flipping through a magazine and she's like, oh, this guy is so hot and it just happens to be like someone who's like really fit eating like a cucumber or ah! <laughs> <laughs> not, not the, the, the Burger King commercial. Yeah. 
I mean, like I'm not suggesting that you, you know, try to get someone jealous. I think that's like, you know, you know, you know, your boyfriend. But, you know, the point is like, I think there I think that what Rose and I are saying is that there are a lot of ways to model the behavior Mm -hmm. that you want to see also to introduce perhaps some new takeout options Um, and you know maybe even explore some new things together I remember um, I was at a retreat in California and they had all the food prepared and brought in so we had no control over what was coming in Mm -hmm. and one of the things that we had was so delicious and it was called like what's it called a fat bomb or something (laughs) but basically it was like I I don't think it was cooked I think it was like molasses and coconut and coconut flakes and something else and it was like a little ball and it was so good i don't even know i mean and i I think it may have its roots in paleo or keto or something one of those cool sounding names with vowels at the end there are some amazing options for delivery right uh but he probably has to be introduced to it right it's true and so like you know maybe take a little bit of the initiative maybe she's already doing that who knows what's what's interesting about some of these calls is that we only know what you tell us and so we're kind of (laughs) going off of it we're making up a whole scenario here based on just a few words from you yeah (laughs) so hopefully we're not going down the wrong um road yeah but i think we're providing a lot of different options for you know people to consider if they're Facing something similar, yeah. you know, like modeling the change. I know, for example, you know, when uh, my husband and I were first dating, I thought I was going to like make this like vegetable lasagna. I never made regular lasagna before. So I don't know. I must have been in love. I don't know what I was thinking <laughs> trying to make a vegetable lasagna. And yes, I bought an eggplant. No one told me that eggplants like li- like all this water comes out of eggplants. I didn't even know it was like 90% water. It was by far the worst thing I've ever cooked in my life. And this is how oh. I knew I was going to marry him. Um, I made it. There's like water coming out of it. It oh was gross. Goodness. And I said, so what'd you think? And he was so diplomatic. He goes, it's not my favorite uh, of the things that you've made. And Lawyer. I'm like, uh-huh, I'm, like, I'm going to marry this guy because if he could eat this and tell me, you know, I would have been like, this is awful. you know. But no, he was like, it's not my favorite. And I'm like, you know what? If he can handle something like that and still be diplomatic yeah, and still like say something endearing, yeah. you know, then we have a future together. Yeah. I think we have a future. And so with that being said, I think, Caller, you know, you have a lot of tips from Rose and I on some ways to think about approaching this with your with your boyfriend and hopefully that's you know some things for you to think of and maybe those ideas and this is what I want for all of our podcasts for maybe even if these ideas are things that you wouldn't do maybe these ideas will spark other ideas right. for you right that's great yeah yeah and so that's what it's all about realizing their options right yeah. there, there are things there are solutions you may not have been exposed to all of them before but I, the hope I, I'm getting from you, the hope is that just us talking through all this yeah. will spark something in her. And that's what I'm looking for. I mean, kind of like this kind of brainstorming yeah. and you have the creative juices flowing yeah. and so many ideas come to mind. And just don't evaluate them. Just start writing them down, thinking yeah. about things you can think of, whatever you can think of. Just maybe set a timer and say, in two minutes, what can <laughs> I think of? Right. And let all those ideas flow out because one idea will beget another idea, right. will beget another idea. And then all of a sudden you have all these ideas that were before you were stuck. Now you have some options. Options. And that's how you reach your breakthrough. <laughs> I have nothing else to say. That was a, that was amazing. Oh, Rose, you are amazing. <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> you are amazing, Rose. Um, Rose, it has been an absolute joy to have you on the show today. I mean, just a joy. This was so easy and wonderful and 
It was fun. Yeah, it well, was it's fun. easy when you do something that you love with people that you admire, right? Thank you. And love. I admire. Let's just make it. This is be. You just know, I admire and, and love, love you beyond. Likewise, likewise. And, and I hope that the, the information was helpful. Oh to, well, to first of all, I'm going to start looking at non-comedogenic things <laughs> everywhere I go. I'm just going to drop that non-comedogenic everywhere I go. You're so fancy. Well, and you've, I learned from the best. <laughs> I learned from the best. Thank you so much for tuning in today. It's been really great having Rose in the studio. Hopefully there's a lot of tips that you can gauge from all the wonderful dialogue that she and I had today. I'm your host, Damali Peterman, and this is Breakthrough Barriers with Damali. Continue to break through and have a wonderful day. Do you have any barriers that we can help you break through? If so, you can leave a brief message at 646-363-6322 or on our interactive blog, at www.breakthroughadr.com. Please follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at the at sign B-R-E-A-K-T-H-R-O-U-G-H capital A capital D capital R. I'm your host, Damali Peterman, and this is Breakthrough Barriers with Damali. Although I am a lawyer, mediator, and an educator, and many of my co-hosts will represent various professions, we want to be clear that we are not providing legal advice, counseling, or suggestions. Our goal is to provide a roadmap for conflict resolution to generate future conflict resolvers. Continue to break through and have a wonderful day.